Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this 106th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests on this episode include comedian and friend of the show Pete Lee. His debut one-hour special, Tall, Dark, and Pleasant, premieres tomorrow on Showtime. We'll also visit with country artist Carl Ray about uh, mentor Johnny Nash's inspiration behind his new single, I Can See Clearly Now. We'll also talk about the upcoming shows and much more. And our final guest will be country artist Patrick Gibson. We'll talk about his current single, The American Prayer, plus an acoustic video of Daddy's Little Girl, premiered by Cowboys and Indians for Father's Day. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and share with your friends. Now, I'm not sure what the exact definition of a chip is, but does this count? The hot new cooking trend on TikTok is to put pasta noodles in your air fryer, burn them, and then brag about how good you are at making pasta chips. Now, you can do it with any type of noodle, but things like spaghetti don't seem like they'd work that well. Things like bow tie pasta and penne are better. Well, first you boil the pasta like normal, then you mix in olive oil, salt, pepper, and parmesan, or whatever you want to flavor them with. And after that, you pop them in your air fryer at 400 degrees for 10 minutes, then serve them with dip. You know, I call them friends of the show, and none more true than this one. Stand-up comic Pete Lee, and man, Pete, I'm excited to talk about uh, the big special coming tomorrow. Oh, Cameron, thank you so much. You and I have been friends for over a decade, and so this is so cool to get to talk to you this morning. I'm I'm so excited for my new special, Paul Dark and Pleasant, to come to Showtime. Uh, my whole thing is move over, Ray Donovan. There's a new <laughs> bad guy on Showtime. <laughs> and that that's a bit of a stretch, Pete. I I know you personally, and I, I know that the uh, the unpleasant that that's a little bit of a stretch for you, right? Uh, oh yeah, I I was trying to talk Showtime into doing promos where uh, Lee Shriver would go up and punch a bad guy, you know, just like just pull up and deck him, and yeah. And then I would run up behind him and be like, oh, sorry. I am so sorry uh, that he just punched you in the face like that. That is so rude. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a pleasant guy, which, uh, to be honest, like, that's not really alluring to the ladies. You know, like, uh, w- women don't look at a guy across the bar and go, oh, wow, he looks pleasant. <laughs> Man, oh, I, I want his pleasantness all night. <laughs> <laughs> now, Pete, how long has this one been in the process? The one hour special coming on Showtime premiering tomorrow. I mean, when did this first get underway for you? Uh, so last October, uh, and, you know, this is kind of uh, fun for people that kind of like the inside baseball of entertainment. Um, you know, a lot of times you think that a special comes out and it maybe was taped last month, but uh, we started the discussions about doing a Showtime special last October and then uh, the contracts got finalized in around December. And then all of a sudden I had to go on tour during a global pandemic. And uh, so like I was out touring and warming this up and uh, you know, uh, basically like, like fine tuning all this material after, you know, the world stopped. So I, I couldn't do stand up for over, I think it was like eight months of wow. my life. So uh, I was I was basically out there, you know, um, like basically like I was a an essential worker warming up this material, and uh, and then we shot it February 25th in Arizona, 
and uh, you know, luckily the you know the the COVID was down at that time, and uh, we you know, uh, but it, it and it was such a fun it, it was such a fun show. Like after honestly, like after not doing stand up for so long, and then warming up for the special, and then how hot the crowd was was for my special, it literally felt like it was my make a wish, you know, like like because. Uh, Cause like we, you know, we all, uh, we all collectively went through something with COVID and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just so glad that the things are on, on the mend with that. And we're getting like, I miss being around people. Do you miss being like, I, I, I was so lonely in COVID that one day my Bluetooth speaker was like ready to connect. And I was like, <laughs> ah, me too. I, uh, <laughs> I am so ready to connect. I, I needed to be around people. And honestly, all, all I want from my special is like, cause I feel like people have really gone through a lot in the last year. And I just want this to be like one hour that they can sit down and laugh and just forget about everything and just disconnect from all of the bad feelings that we've had over the last year. That's all I want. Pete, this last year comedically, has it, has it been challenging to find material or, or has it been maybe a little easier because of the way people have been reacting to everything? Yeah, you know, I I actually found it like at first I felt I felt like I was in conflict with uh, with how much material I was writing about COVID, right? Because it it's such a dark thing, you know, this this thing that just happened to all of us. Not only the disease, but what happened to us financially mm-hmm. and emotionally. Um, but you know, where there's pain, there's comedy. Uh, they you know, people always go, Oh, I don't think that it's okay for you to make fun of that. But that's literally the job of a comedian is to take something that's not fun and to make it fun. You know, like, like you have to find the fun in things. Uh, like, like I have a joke about how, uh, I, I go, I met my neighbor and he, I, I, cause I have a new neighbor and he goes, what's going on? My name is Chainsaw Mike. And I didn't want him to think that I don't have a scary nickname. So I go, what's going on? My name is Indoor Dining Pete. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so <laughs> thank you, Cameron. Yeah. So like, that's an example of, you know, like, even though COVID is a pretty dark subject, you got to find the fun. Like, that's literally my job is to figure out what's fun. And like, you know, because if you don't laugh, you cry. Right. And yeah. so I try to. I try to speak through my work and I try to bring positivity to people through taking, you know, dark stuff and making it fun. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a challenge. uh, Some, some days more than others, right? Yeah, it really is. You know, and, and like, especially in COVID, uh, I'll I'll give you another example of something that I thought was really funny. I was in a building the other day, brag, right? Isn't that crazy that that in COVID (laughs) you're just like, I was inside. (laughs) And then people are like, Oh wow. Aren't you showboating? Uh, I, I was in a, I was in a building and I saw a fire extinguisher hanging off of a wall and uh, whoever cleans the building had put a little laminated tag hanging off of the fire extinguisher that said sanitize. And I was like, that's the funniest thing in the world. Like, like, come on, like COVID has gone a little too far when you put a sanitized tag on a fire extinguisher, like, cause who's in a blazing inferno looking at the inferno looking back at the fire extinguisher going, well, isn't this a toss up? <laughs> Cause I could get burnt crispy, but that thing might be yicky. All right. Like that, that is so, and, and come on, if you're in a fight, if you're in a blazing inferno and you're unsure, 
of whether or not the fire extinguisher has been sanitized, just wave it in the fire. Poof, sanitized. All right. Like, like, That's right. But, but some genius at this building was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the one thing in the room that's going to save everyone from the fire and I'm going to rub it. I'm going to lather it in an alcohol-based gel. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it the most flammable thing in the room. So <laughs> I, I feel like it's my it's it's my job to you know take this hard stuff from this past year and you know make fun you know with it. Uh, but uh, you know some I I really only touch on COVID a little bit in the special, and I don't even think that I say the word COVID because. I want this to be something that can last beyond that. Uh, and I also want it to be something where people can escape from it as well. That's right. And again, the new special, Pete Lee, Tall, Dark, and Pleasant, premieres tomorrow, 9 Eastern, 8 local time on Showtime. And Pete, always want to make sure and let folks know also where they can keep up with everything social media-wise as well, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if you're on, if, if you just have the World Wide Web, I'm, uh, I'm, P, I'm on Peatley.net. You can find my tour dates there. If you're on Instagram or TikTok, you can follow me at Peatley, Peatley, Peatley. It's my name three times in a row, no spaces, just P-E-T-E-L-E-E times three. I, I always say that I'm the Beetlejuice of friendliness. Like, like if you, <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you, if, if, if if you say my name three times in a row, I'm like, sure, I'll stay at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Pete, it is always great to visit with you, sir. I, I look forward to the special and hopefully catch you when you come back this way. Oh, Cameron, thank you so much. And it's so good to talk to an old friend. I, I, I appreciate this. Is it possible you've been using a common product wrong your whole life? Well, here are a few things you might not know about five common household items. Like number one, plungers. Those red bell-shaped ones are for sinks and tubs. Now for toilets, you need the kind with a flange at the end that fits into the opening at the bottom of the bowl. Or get one of those bellows plungers that look like an accordion. Number two, stainless steel pans. Now most people don't know you can season them like a skillet, so they're easier to clean. Just coat the inside with oil, then put it on medium-high heat for a few minutes, let it cool down, and dump the extra oil out. Number 3. Phone Chargers Leaving your phone plugged in all night is hard on the battery because as soon as the power dips, it starts to trickle charge. So it's better to charge it during the day and unplug it when it's done. Number 4. The Drawer Under Your Oven Now a lot of people assume it's for storing pans, but look close. It might be a broiler or a warming drawer. And number five, toilet paper rolls. Should the paper go over or under? Illustrations from a 1891 patent show it going over the top, not under. So that was the original intention. Now it's also a little more sanitary since the end you'll be using is kept away from the bathroom wall. That way your unwashed hands are less likely to touch the wall while reaching for more paper. Our next guest on the episode today, a country singer, songwriter, and so much more than that, Carl Ray with us uh, today. And first off, Carl, we had a, a good little visit before. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> now, we, we, we want to talk about the single. And, uh, you know, whenever you, you hear the name of the song, 
I can see clearly now. I mean, obviously the song in our minds takes us back somewhere, but uh, paying tribute to Johnny Nash with the release of I Can See Clearly Now, and especially right now, given a little bit of hope, Carl Ray, no better time than right now, right? Man, you know, I, I keep saying, you know, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not promised. And all you have is right now. And so we hear people say all the time, living in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so I just want to do be- a better job at that. You right? and I'm not perfect, but my aspiration, and this song is very aspirational, you know, uh, that we can see past those obstacles, see past, hey, I may not have a job right now, but I'm believing right around the corner, there's a job. Hey, I may not, I may not have what I need right now, or I might be going through this with my son or my daughter or my children, or, you know, I just lost my job, or, you know, I'm, I'm in the hospital right now going through surgery or chemo, and I'm I got the faith that I'm going to work this thing out. Play this song. Play this song because it's going to inspire you. It's going to give you hope and, and, uh, and, and, and really it's going to encourage you to, mm-hmm. to think past the obstacle and have a, a better and brighter day. So it's a, it's a great aspirational song that my pal wrote. Can't take credit for that. Uh, but he did tell me one time, he said, listen, if you ever do any of my music, any of it, do not sing it just like me. <laughs> you own it. And you put Carl into it. And so he gave me this freedom, uh, which I explored with, with this particular song to try not only make him proud, but to, to add credence uh, and keep some of the classic, but also to say, okay, now that we have a, a bright and bright sun, sunshine today, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do? Well, for me, I'm going br- to dream a brand new dream. As far as I can see from sea to sign and sea, you know, I'm going to open up a big can of Just Believe, you know, mm, and then I'm going to celebrate, stir it up and celebrate because <laughs> I made it through another day. Johnny Nash used to say it's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Now, for you, knowing Johnny the way that you did and uh, being a mentor type to you, I mean, how much does the song become bigger than it was before whenever you were listening to it when it was uh, when it was still being played on the radio live? Yeah, it, you know, uh, you know, all, uh, you know, first of all, when I met John, uh, I knew he was this star, but the relationship was such that um, it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't see him as this mega star. Mm-hmm. I just had so much respect for him, you know, and he never lived like that, like he was, you know, entitled or, you know, so I saw a lot of people, a lot of artists would come around him. And then, uh, you know, I, I would perform with him on some of the shows and sing backup for him and stuff. And, you know, but we would spend a lot of time just sitting down on the front porch, writing, singing. We rode horses together. We fed cows together. We barbecued, go hunting and fishing together. You know, we we argue and, and, you know, and so he was a mentor. He was a brother. Sometimes he was a father. I don't know what he really was. I just know that <laughs> I just really I just knew that he cared about me. And he wanted the best for me and I wanted the best for him. So whenever I'd hear his music and I knew all of his songs, even ones that you don't hear on mainstream, because I would sing them, we would sing them on the porch. So a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff I would hear and when I would hear songs on the radio, I would say, oh, that's John. Right. I'd have appreciation that, hey, that song, I know that song and I know this man that sang it. And by the way, I just finished singing that song last week on the porch, <laughs> or, you know, and so 
over the years, it started resonating that this was really someone really unique and special. So when I hear his music, now, I don't just think about his music, but I think about his whole life uh, and our life experiences, singing in the church choir together in the tenor section at Progressive New Hope Baptist Church in Houston, and how he would pick me up, or I would go pick Johnny Nash up, we'd go to a Bible study, and we'd go to, you know, and then we'd also go in the studio and make music, and we'd be sitting with, you know, all these great singers and stuff, you know, and it was just a life of, uh, fulfilled for me, not only musically, but um, just personally, uh, you know, it was just very rich, uh, not to mention his family. Uh, that's just a whole nother conversation in itself and, and the love and compassion we have for one another there. So now what's it mean to you on the personal side? And, and I guess it would also kind of delve over into the professional side too, to see Johnny, not only uh, appreciate your abilities, but wanting to put his life into you and to, to his experiences to help you along. Because I, I know how country music, I know how Nashville can be. If you don't have somebody in your corner, it can get pretty lonely. Yeah. It get pretty lonely and it can be very costly too. Yeah. Cause a lot of people come and they spend a lot of money in Nashville, you know, and sometimes that money just goes down the drain, you know? And so I'm always humbled when someone says, they want to help you. As a matter of fact, even if I think about it today, I didn't get a knock on the door from anybody saying, hey, Carl Ray, I want to help you today. You're a great guy. Let me help you today. You know, uh, uh, I want to record one of your songs today. Nobody's knocking at my door, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I have a handful of people that I can count on that they call me and they'll say, hey, listen, I've got this opportunity. Uh, I think this is right for you. Are you interested? You know, and likewise, I do the same for those people because mm. it's not about being a consumer, right? It is what you also give back. So if you're only consuming and not giving back, then your life is worthless, in my opinion. Mm. You have to be a giver. You have to, you can, you, know, you just can't take. And that's what John was. So whenever he would pull out his statements showing me how much money he made for this quarter from, from ASCAP, you know, he would say, let me show you how this, what this looks like, what this means. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how uh, copyright, uh, what do you do when you copyright a song? Let me show you uh, what this means when you get played on radio. What, what are mechanical royalties? You know, what is this and what is, and so he was very transparent to talk about the business so that not only I could build a career of writing songs, but I can understand the mechanics of it and how it works. Uh, and so when people give you that inf information without charging you, because uh, there's a lot of people out there, for example, social media, you'll see it all the time. Hey, let me help you build your social media right. followers. Let me do this. And it's going to be $3,000 a month. Oh, it's going to be, you know, so everybody's, you know, but John and some of my friends, we're just like, hey, how can we help each other? Mm, you know, right. uh, and that means so much. Somebody helped you. You mentioned somebody, you know, very powerful, Ralph Emery, right? And everybody knows Ralph. And so yeah, I know. <laughs> for him to extend himself and open a door for you and, uh, and look at you now and, and, and your purpose. And, uh, and I say that we're, we're all here not only to receive, but, but most of our life should be about giving. And how hard has that been this last year? Because I know when you're stuck all by yourself, it's kind of hard to step out of that zone and, and help others, isn't it? Um, but there's other ways. Yeah, there's, there's so many other ways. Uh, 
you know, obviously the, the virus was really a, a challenge for us all, but um, in, in, that, in the midst of that virus, you know, there were always people who needed things. I remember I was on Facebook one day and, and I just simply said, uh, if anybody's in Atlanta, uh, I think it was to the, to the effect, if anybody's, lives, a friend of mine, they live in Atlanta or they see this, this message. If you need anything right now, just send me a, send me a message. And, and I, I didn't get many messages, but I got a few. And there was, there was a lady who needed toilet paper. She, somebody needed bread. And, you know, and at one time, you know, the virus, toilet paper was a premium. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or cleaning materials. And so I just remember just going to the store. And I didn't know these people from Adam. And I ended up driving to their house and saying, hey, here you go, da-da-da. And they were just so happy. You know, or just picking up the phone, calling people. You know, uh, my wife and I, we got with some local chefs here in Atlanta, one in particular, Amani, Chef Amani. And we started uh, uh, paying to have meals prepared, uh, really gourmet meals for first line responders. Wow. And so before we knew it, we had all these other groups, church groups and individual people just sending money. And we started just feeding real estate companies. We just start feeding and uh, people. And so there's all, there's always a way to give back, right? You know, you can cut somebody grass, you know, um, or you can pick up the phone. And I've, I've picked up the phone several times and a guitar and FaceTime someone and just play for them, play them songs and just encourage them, you know? So um, wrote a lot of songs as well. And uh, I wrote a song called, uh, I stand with this country as a matter of fact, and it went to number one on the, Christian uh, mm -hmm. country charts uh, on Cashbox. And so uh, then from that, uh, of course, Johnny Nash passes last year. Uh, and I'm thinking about his life and, uh, and fulfilling a promise we made together of, of doing something. Um, and, uh, and also trying to inspire, again, help people who are going through some things to see past this virus, to see past their situation and try and encourage them. And that's really what the song's about, you know, uh, and I'm hoping, uh, and I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback from this, on this song. And uh, there was one particular lady, uh, she said, you know what? And this was one out of a, a lot, but she says, you know what? I love your version, but I'm still stuck on Johnny Nash. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I said to her, I said, me too, you know? <laughs> you, you know, you know, and so, uh, and but then there are a lot of people who, had not heard the song, a lot of young people, you know? So when you think about all of the different brands, the Coca-Colas, all these different brands out there, they're constantly talking about innovating and recruiting new users mm -hmm. to understand and touch their products. What's the same with music? You know, the, the demographics are changing constantly. People are changing, getting older. And so you have to constantly find ways to be relevant uh, to uh, a new audience all the time, you know? And so, that's one of the challenges people have, especially in music, when they're trying to stay relevant, they can't, they, they stay stuck. And so, uh, and so sometimes, uh, you know, sell records because uh, a lot of people even now are not buying a lot of the traditional country music, you know? So uh, you, without changing who you are, you still have to find that line of being relevant uh, and make good music, so. 
Now, has the songwriting this last year been more difficult or has it maybe been a little easier for you to, to find those inspirations? Because I know you're, you're always, like you mentioned, helping others, touching others, reaching others. Did that make it a little easier for you? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I, I love most is, is about writing. As a matter of fact, that's when, when, when I met Johnny, uh, we were, uh, I was part of a, 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 a local band and we were a really great uh, group of guys and we opened up for a lot of great artists and we had a, um, a deal at one time a production deal with a guy named Willie Hutch who who penned the song I'll Be There for the uh, Jackson 5. At any rate we, um, when we left Johnny or when uh, Johnny stopped working with us he said Carl if you would start writing these songs because uh, you seem like you have a knack for them he said, I'll teach you songwriting, teach you how to play guitar, da, da, da. And I'll start recording some of your songs. And I'll also start shopping some of those with some of my uh, colleagues that I know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had me pitch. He called me one day. He said, man, listen, I need you to pitch this particular song to this artist that's coming by the house for a barbecue. And I said, well, who's the artist? He said, well, it's Roberta Flack. And I said, who? <laughs> he, said, he said, Roberta Flack. I said, what? 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 And, and then he said to me, he said, well, I'm Johnny Nash, man. You don't do that. <laughs> I <laughs> so, love it. <laughs> right, right. So, so it was that kind of thing. But uh, writing this year has been really unique. I've written with some incredible people. As a matter of fact, uh, I stand with this country. Who went, Number one was written with a guy named Jackie Jack White. Jackie wrote uh, songs for Charlie Pride, uh, Neil McCoy, uh, for uh, all kinds of people, uh, and then uh, a guy named Wood Newton, who wrote 20 years ago with Charlie uh, for uh, uh, Kenny Rogers, uh, Bobby Sue for the Oak Ridge Boys, uh, you know, What I Didn't Do, um, just uh, David Ball riding Private Malone. Um, and so uh, we just finished a song with Wood Newton, myself, and um, uh, Jackie, Jack White, called It Was a Different Time a Minute Ago. And... Um, this song is now released uh, uh, and it's released on Wood Newton. It's the first record he's done in maybe 20, 30 years, you know? Wow. So, but as an incredible writer, uh, we, we were doing a demo and he sang the demo. We asked him to sing it. And when he sang it, we said, look, Wood, this is your record. This is nobody else's uh-huh. record. So that record is released. Um, I stand with this country, went to number one. I've got, I can see clearly now. Uh, then uh, I just uh, co-wrote um, for a gospel artist, uh, Kizia uh, Alfred, and she's um, she's got a new release, uh, and uh, the song is entitled uh, "I Hope You See Yourself in Me." And um, and so right now, all year it's been really great. And then finally, I just penned a song with a guy named J.B. Calton. Um, and Jackie Jack White, and it's called uh, You Just Gotta Live With It. And the song actually, JB is a writer for Morgan Wallen. If you remember what Morgan, uh, you know, all the stuff that happened with Morgan, right? And so um, regardless to what side of the fence people are on, and, and I've heard all sides, mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, I'm leaning on the side of forgiveness. And uh, and and the song uh, you just gotta you gotta live with it. Um, it um, 
See, what's that chorus? Let's see. <laughs> you said you weren't playing. I told you. I told you I saw that guitar back there. The chorus says, can't drink it, smoke it, I hope it away. Can't change it, reclaim it, just turn the page. Accept it, you've done it, learn from the shame. God help us, we just gotta live with it. We all drop the ball, we all make mistakes. We all need the good Lord's mercy and grace. None of us are perfect, we all need a break and forgiveness. Then we can live with it. Beth had our son, we were just 17. I joined the army, she moved to Abilene. Now I'm 24, she's hard on my mind. Mama told me, son, you still got some time. Can't drink it, smoke it. Hope it away, can't change it, claim it, just turn the page, accept it, find it, learn from the shame. God help us, we just gotta live with it. We all drop the ball, we all make mistakes, we all need the good Lord's mercy and grace. None of us are perfect, we all need a break and forgiveness. That's good stuff, brother. That's good stuff. Then we can live with it, right? And, nope. and um, you know, uh, everybody, man, everybody's making some mistakes and said things or done stuff that they wish they can take back and they're sorry for it, you know. But sometimes that thing just follows you for years, you know. <laughs> and uh, the best way to live with things is just to forgive yourself, you know, and uh, then you can live with it. I, I tell you one thing, Carl, I'm just glad that there was not social media when we were youngsters. I'm just saying. That's I'm what I'm there saying. Was not social media. Look, man, I've said some things about some people that I just, I just cringe thinking I said those things. Mm -hmm. I've done some things, you know, and I, I'm, I'm old enough to know and smart enough to know now that uh, regardless of whether it's your pastor or whether it's your, polit your political leader or whether it's your mama or your daddy, <laughs> or your grandpa, or your uncle, we've all fallen and come short. Yeah. Uh, and um, thank God he forgives us. And uh, sometimes we still have to pay a penalty for it. But, hey, you know, you can't live with that guilt. You got you to gotta, you gotta forgive yourself. So I'm hoping that your, your listeners, if, if that resonates with them and uh, they're going through things and holding, beating themselves up, that they'll free themselves and uh, and go ahead and pursue their purpose and what they were really made to do here on this earth while they have the time to do it. Well, that's good stuff. And and Carl, I want to make sure and uh, and let our listeners know where they can keep up with uh, with all the singles, upcoming music, uh, yeah. tour dates, and all that. Where's the best place to keep up with all that? So the best place is my website, which is um, www.carlray.com. That's the best place. But also. Uh, you know, you can go to Instagram at official Carl Ray. Join me there, official Carl Ray on Instagram. But the website has the dates, has the music, and it's ever-changing. 
things are ever changing. All the updates will happen there before they happen any place else. But I use that Instagram while I'm out. And so if you, you know how it is, what's going on, fired up. But you can buy, I can see clearly now, uh, anywhere where music is sold online, you can go and listen to it on, um, on YouTube. We're in the process of uh, doing the video for it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I'm excited about that. So we'll have more to talk about. Uh, and then of course on uh, Spotify, um, you can listen to uh, the music free if you have that account, make it part of your uh, playlist. And uh, not only do I have I Can See Clearly now, but I've got bluegrass and some, some traditional gospel stuff and, and there's more coming. So uh, <laughs> plenty there to pick from, right? Plenty there, whatever, whatever your taste is, plenty there. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, Carl Ray, it has been great to have the chance to to visit with you today, brother. I, I feel like I've got another friend in the industry and uh, yeah. look forward to talking real soon, brother. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. And God bless you and your host. I mean, you and your guest. You're the host, man. <laughs> Well, can you get in trouble for an accidental kidnapping? It's not clear where this happened, but a security camera got it on video. A woman got distracted while she was at a grocery store with her toddler and almost left with someone else's kid. Now, she thought she was holding her own daughter who was dressed in a pink coat and hat, but then another mom ran up and it turned out it was her daughter. Now, the girls were around the same age and were wearing identical coats and hats. Both moms just laughed it off, so no one got in trouble or anything, but the woman was pretty shocked when she realized the kid she was holding wasn't hers. Our final guest on the episode today is a country singer, songwriter, has a single out, actually just had a video premiere on Father's Day as well. We'll talk about that. Patrick Gibson on with us, and first off, Patrick, appreciate you taking some time, brother. Now let's, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let, let's, we'll talk about the single here in a minute, but I wanted to, to talk about the opportunity with daddy's little girl having the video premiere for father's day. I mean, especially in pandemic times, I mean, uh, you'll take any opportunity to get out there, right? <laughs> That is the truth. That is truth. You know, especially with a song like uh, Daddy's Little Girl. I mean, man, boy, that's a, that's a tough one, isn't it? For all the dads out there to be listening to and the daughters. And uh, uh, I'm excited we had that opportunity to share it. And uh, hopefully it brought some warmness to people's homes, if you know what I mean. And I was looking at the, the backstory of the song, and this isn't something that was written for your little girl. Uh, and, and you kind of held on to this one for a minute, right? You know, unless I was like trying to prophesy or something, because my my little girl, she's just uh, <laughs> about to turn three. Um, you know, this song came out a while back, but we uh, we were holding it in the bag, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I got to write this for my for my wife just before we got married for her and her dad to dance to. And uh, if I told you that we pretty much wrote the song in the parking lot of the McDonald's in Orlando, would you believe me? <laughs> hey, the songs can get written anywhere. That is the truth. You got to be ready. So. Luckily, it came out great. You know, I got to perform it uh, when I got married and my uh, wife and her dad did the father-daughter dance. So that was a huge honor and rounding points with a father-in-law, I hope. <laughs> any any way you can get those points, right? 
You are not lying, man. They don't come easy these days. You got to work <laughs> extra hard. Thank goodness I've got a little music in my bones. That's right. Now, tell us uh, the, the new single, The American Dream, and uh, or The American Prayer. Sorry about that. Uh, this one, perfect timing now. And, uh, you know, I think this is great for, for, for the listeners to kind of get a, a little bit of that patriotic feel, uh, a little bit more of what America is all about, right? Yeah, I'm going to totally agree with that. One, I want to say thank you uh, to you guys and Country Music Radio for picking up the song and playing it. And uh, I appreciate that because there's a lot of music out there for this to be able to hit the airwaves is a blessing to us and our team to be able to share the message on the platform. The American Prayer, uh, you know, it came out nicely. Um, I had stepped away uh, from the chase and music, I guess, you know, back in uh, March of 2020, just before the pandemic hit. And we did our finale show. Um, at the House of Blues in Orlando, great turnout, great time. And, uh, you know, I, I just needed to set some time aside and uh, uh, allow God to work through me and dedicate more to the church and to my family. And I think, but through all that, God said, I ain't done with you. So he put the American prayer on our hearts. We put it in pen and paper. We put it in the studio and we cut it. Um, really just a message to encourage uh, our military, our Leos, uh, the men and women that are serving our communities and first responders to say, you know what? We are praying for you. Um, you are appreciated. And buddy, if there is ever a time and a need for that, here we are, whatever America's going through, no matter what side of the fence you stand on, the American prayer is something to be heard. That's right. And in the times we live in, I mean, going through the pandemic and all that, kind of taking a step away from music. I mean, what was it that ultimately pulled you back in? You know, I'm a praying man. I did a lot of praying on this. Um, you, you missed the stage. <laughs> um, after a certain point, you, you know, it's it's almost like you're born to be there, I reckon, um, but you miss it. Um, and I think just trying to be obedient to what God was telling me, uh, I was able to set myself aside. And then he said, OK, now I can use you. Um, but really, th it's this song. I knew we had a message and our team wanted to put it out on a big platform. Um, you know, it's not about fame and fortune. It's about sharing our message through song. And I feel that's what we've done with the American Prayer so here we are. We're back in it with this song. And I feel the message is getting out there. It's getting heard, you know, through people like yourself um, and just the different platforms. Uh, but we're getting a lot of response from uh, people who serve the military, but a lot of uh, response from our Leos. And uh, welcome. Oh, did you see that flicker? <laughs> I did. Uh, I saw that. Yes, weather. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the law enforcement officers, we get a lot of response from the families uh, because the families are making a big sacrifice as well going along with them. And uh, so we, we're just blessed to have that opportunity. I got to say, that's probably what drew me back in was the message uh, that we had the opportunity to share. Somebody had to do it in this time. And, and praise God, I was willing and ready to go. <laughs> now, how did uh, seeing the response from this and the feedback, how has that has that reignited that fire for, for getting out there and playing again? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. We're currently in the process of booking our, uh, you know, it's kind of a short notice, but live shows are just now starting to book up again. Thank goodness for that. Uh, everybody's itching like, like a bunch of dogs and fleas. Just got to get back out there. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, we've got some really cool dates coming up. Uh, between September and November, and we're going to hold a little American Prayer Tour scenario just to help uh, push, the, push the message along. And, and I feel this song has encouraged us to say, hey, you know what, we're doing the right things for all the right reasons. And uh, it is exciting to get that kind of feedback and for people to want to watch us and hear us perform and allow us to share that message in their backyard at their venue. So, man, 
everything is going in the right direction, but I got to say, I could not do it without God, could not do it without the, uh, the country music listeners and even the uh, military men and women, the law enforcement officers that support this message and get behind us to help share the message on major networks. So things are rocking here. (laughs) Now, whenever you, you stepped away, did, was it maybe a little bit of a, of a growth period for you that maybe you you needed at that time? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. You know, I think a lot of artists or just busy people can, can, can say your brain just goes, a million miles a minute, you know, creativity, you're trying to do this, you're trying to do that. Um, I've got three kids and I've got a little girl's about to turn three. So that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's, that is a lot of work. Um, blessings they are, but, you know, just trying to keep up with all that. And you, you really have to find a fine balance of your family life, um, your outside life, your business life, all of that. You just have to find a nice, uh, I don't know, meeting point, I guess, you know, just to make it work. So it has caused me to grow um, and has reminded me of what I'm grateful for. It's totally humbled me saying, you know what, take nothing for granted. Even just the pandemic itself, we ought to take nothing for granted because buddy, it could be gone just like that. So we're really utilizing the time that we have. My family's grown together, you know, tighter. Um, and I feel just on the music side of it, we have something real. We're not just, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it's not all about the party. It's about the message, too. So I feel we've grown in that side of it. After getting this one written, put out, how has songwriting been since writing this one? The thing about songwriting is the next one has to be even better, right? Um, <laughs> if you're going to release, it's got to be even better. So where does that stop? It doesn't. You just got to keep up. Um, I find myself at weird times of the night going to pen and paper um, or even just if we're if we're sound checking somewhere or whatever it may be. I just get these ideas that come to fruition. Um, and a lot of it, you know, with this message being so encouraging, I'm, I'm trying to form. I, I don't know. I guess we're trying to prepare for the next message. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm grateful to have the platform that I have to be a singer songwriter. And I want to make sure I don't. Um, take advantage of that in the wrong ways. Um, so we're excited with some of the stuff that we've been working on. I, I'm not going to let any cats out of the bag, but I do want to encourage everybody to keep up with us. We've got some really cool things going on that, you know, we hope to find in your home again. And on the marketing side of things, how hard is it to hang on to secrets? Oh, well, everybody who interviews us is like, so what's next? What's next? I'm like, man, can we simmer down and enjoy the moment? I got to tell my kids, my nine-year-old, you know, he's always like, we'll be waking up in the morning, right? Talking about our day. And he'll say, but tomorrow, but tomorrow, like, son, enjoy the moment. Let, let it work. You know, uh, the song, The American Prayer for us is is a timeless piece, right? Um and it's something, it's a message that needs to be heard over and over and over. So on the marketing side, praise God, we got a good piece to work with. And we got a true solid message that really needs to be heard. And people don't even realize it, but they want to hear it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so to try to hold back what's next, because as an artist, we want to keep going, right? But the team's like, it's a marathon. <laughs> it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, you know, we just got to bite our tongue a little bit, sit here and look pretty and just pretend <laughs> we don't know what's going on. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's cool, man. There. Now, now, Patrick, where were the early music inspirations for you? Who was, who was the artist that truly inspired the love of music for you? So are we going to say what, like recording artists or can it be like somebody that nobody even knows? 
Whichever one inspired you. So now I'm going to bring it to Oklahoma, believe it or not. You, you, you wouldn't even uh, know this unless you read a little bit about us. And it might be posted somewhere. But my dad, he was a great uh, singer-songwriter. He was not a famous guy. You know, he's never cut a record in Nashville. Praise God, we got to cut a, uh, a really cool gospel record two months before he passed away of cancer. Um, but he was truly my big inspiration. And that goes back to his roots, um, his uncle, uh, Uncle Lonnie, Lonnie Lake um, out of Blair, Blair, Oklahoma, not too far from you guys. I spent a few months up there. Yes, yes. I got a lot of family up there, believe it or not. Um, But my dad and his cousins, you know, they all picked music. Um, They all wrote songs. They performed. We had some members of our family, the Phillips family, uh, back in the day. They did some gospel touring. Um, So a lot of the influence comes from my dad and his side of the family, the roots, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to be able to keep pushing this. And I don't know if I call it a legacy or not, but just I truly feel honored that I get to do something my dad wanted to do. And uh, I'm, I'm really trying to make the dream come come out for everybody. And again, I think we've got a really good message in our song that really brings families together. And I, I hope that inspires people. And aren't you happy and proud to be a part of a musical genre where you can actually touch on faith and family and all of that stuff while still entertaining as well? You boy, you just nailed that baby on the head. Country music will always be a storytelling genre that speaks truth. Again, no matter what side of the fence you're on, there's truth to be heard in country music. And yes, to be a part of the country music family as a whole, Oh my goodness. I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. I can, I can freely say, not that I wouldn't anyway, <laughs> but I would, I can freely say I'm a God fearing Christian man. Um, I love God and I love country music and uh, my family, you know, that's, those are the things, those are the roots that really drive us. And uh, you know, I, I think God blesses America for that. Now, now, Patrick, if uh, if folks want to find out more information uh, about the American Prayer, about the upcoming dates as those become available, the videos, social media, all of that, where's the best place? Maybe a hub for all that, right? Absolutely. So like everybody else, we got a website. It's very simple. It's uh, the three W's, www.pgcountry.com. And uh, check us out, you know, if there's an event or something, or you'd like us to come to your town, feel free to drop us a message and our team will reach out to you. We'd love to share our music in your area, Um, but check it all out. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on all the digital platforms, iTunes, Spotify, anything and everything. It's there. we got a really good team working behind the scenes here that uh, keep us up and going. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, Man, the opportunities, but I really appreciate you guys having us on uh, here on this interview chat with you and, you know, it's just about being real and keeping it real. And that country music is as well. That's exactly what it's all about. Well, it, it sounds to me like as you start moving around the country, we need to get you out at the Orient up in Blair. I mean, it's like full circle is, is what it sounds like to me. Just saying. Let's do it. You, you My people call your people. Let's do it. I'm ready. Sign us up. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Patrick, it has been great to visit with you today, sir. Have a chance to, to, to meet, learn a little bit more about the music and the heart behind it. Hope you have a great rest of your week and let, let's get you here in Blair. Hey, we would love to come there. And first and foremost, thank you to all of the military men and women and our Leos that serve our communities. We understand the sacrifice and know we got you back. We are praying for you. May God bless you. 
Well, thanks again for joining us for this 106th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, maybe anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can also find me on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, you can visit the merch store where we've got hoodies, shirts, tumblers, mugs, stickers, and more. That's gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. Also, if you'd rather view the YouTube versions, you can go to YouTube and look up our channel, Cameron Dole. Again, if you have a special guest idea, email me, gqwithcam at gmail.com. Well, thanks again to our good friend Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out and hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday.